This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 ba. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 ba. Welcome to the This Is Why You're Single Podcast. I'm Laura Lane. And I'm Angela Spera. We are the co-writers of the book, This Is Why You're Single. Every week we highlight a different dating topic. This week's episode is dealing with dating app fatigue. Yes, and we've gone to the experts for you guys to deal with that. Angela went ahead and emailed a bunch of founders of dating apps to find out how to deal with this. Oh, yeah. You've got some expert advice coming at you today. Uh, Also in the lineup, we're talking about what's new in dating news, some of the most unique sex toys on the market right now, and an Arizona woman is accused of stalking and sending a man 65,000 texts after one date. Sounds normal. Totally normal. Been there, done that. Not. How is that possible? We will explain. (laughs) It happens, you know. (laughs) Then we're diving into, I guess it happens if if you send like, one word at a time, you know? Maybe. Or maybe like if, if you don't have a connection and you think your text isn't going through and then you hit send. That's my nightmare, actually, <laughs> is that I accidentally send 65,000 text messages, yeah. but it's the same thing. Yeah. We, got, <laughs> we got some good stuff to talk about today. Then we're diving into the mailbox to answer your listener questions, including a guy who keeps getting ghosted and a girl that is waiting for her dream guy to get over a breakup. But first, Angela, just you and I this week. I get excited when it's... When I get some bonding time with you. No. What's going on with you and your week? Well, it's good that it's just the two of us because, like, I have, like, some personal news. But it's, like, not even news. It's pre-news. It's, like, the seed of news. Spill it, girl. <laughs> um, okay. So, like, I'm not engaged, guys. So calm down. <laughs> you don't have to buckle your seatbelt. But Ian and I are looking at rings. Oh my God. We're talking about it. Probably like not bad luck at all to just talk about it on this podcast <laughs> before it happens. Did I talk about Nick and I looking at rings? I don't remember. I don't think so. Oh, we didn't have a podcast yeah. yet. Oh, good. <laughs> so you did talk about it personally I was, in I was private. Say, you know what? I talked after the fact about how I bought a wedding dress before I was engaged and I talked after the fact <laughs> about everything. But it does actually make me feel better. Like if you can buy a dress before you're engaged, I can talk about looking at rigs before. A hundred percent. Okay. Enough about me. Wait, I'm like, my eyes are watering. I'm so excited. <laughs> me, me too, because I'm overwhelmed. I never, whenever people would be like, oh, like getting married isn't fun. It's stressful. I was like, what? The? It just sounds so fun. What are you talking about? It's a party. And literally, I'm not even engaged yet. And I'm like, fuck this. This is so hard. <laughs> Wait, really? What's so hard? Well, first of all, I've never really thought, I don't know anything about rings. Like, I don't know stones. I don't know settings. Like, so, like, I can't even speak intelligently about what I want. I'm just like, I need pictures. I'm like, that. Yeah. That one. That's I want what that you do. one. That's what I did. I was like, I want something like Blake Lively's. <laughs> Yeah, I have a <laughs> Pinterest board, so like I'm I'm working on that. But like, so Ian's fa- parents have are very generous, and they have like some family heirlooms that they are willing to like let me incorporate into a potential ring. Ooh, and I knew this. Um, and like again, like I not like I don't care. I don't even care about diamonds. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. You're not materialistic. We get it. But like the diamonds so, are fun. Let's be so honest. So I was at their house, and they were like, "Do you want to come up and see the the stones?" And You're I like, was like, "Fuck yeah." Oh, okay. <laughs> so they brought me. Um, 
into this room and they pulled out a duffel bag out of a closet. What? <laughs> Like, Who are are they? Is, is, he in the, is he in the mafia? Apparently, so I will say they they just so that nobody goes and like robs them. That's not normally where they keep <laughs> stuff. Uh, they just happened apparently to know that we were gonna do it that weekend that I was there. Okay, so they pull a duffel bag out of the closet with like diamonds and emeralds. What? <laughs> like you know, that's my dream what? is that one day I'll have enough jewels to have heirlooms yeah i mean my parents definitely don't have the heirloom duffel bag no we we uh i have like my grandma's wedding ring actually that she left me oh that i would like to incorporate into my own wedding ring one day but it's like not really worth anything it's just sentimental yeah um and that's the so like as they were showing me what was in the duffel we need deets so there's there's like um see i'm learning there's like baguettes which i thought were just bread (laughs) (laughs) there's basically like there's certain rings that i'm allowed to like poach from that like that you could could just just take the stone like it's not like i'm taking the actual ring but i'm not 100 percent clear on which ones are the poach rings and which ones which ones you're not allowed which ones you would have to wear as is because there were certain rings because i was like oh like maybe a black sapphire i don't know so uh, there was one they were like oh we have one of those (laughs) and i was like oh that's really pretty but i would feel really bad taking apart your ring and they were like well, yeah, we didn't say that. You can't take part that ring. Like, oh, okay. Like, oh, okay. I'm sorry. Never mind. Uh, I don't like black ciphers, anyways. Yeah. Um, so that, like, that is like awkward to navigate. But. I mean, maybe you just gotta like, you know, in the nicest way, just be like, I, I think. Okay, let me think of a way you could say this. I've got it. You'll say, you know what? I think it would be really special and sentimental for Ian and I to design a ring from scratch together, so that it feels really like, you know, and it would be so. special special that you know his family heirlooms are a part of the ring we designed <laughs> it would together. be so special to take all of your diamonds <laughs> no so so i would just say like but we want to do design something together because that will be really fun and meaningful for us so just let me know which which you know right. rings or stones were allowed to use to incorporate into our own new ring just so that it's clear that like you definitely want to start from scratch because like let's be honest you're like a modern chica <laughs> right i know what you want you, you probably want like um, the clustery look. Yes, I want like, but my, the word I keep trying to push is dainty. Like, I want a cluster. Yes, but dainty. Yeah, you got to look on like Motion M O C I U N is like one of my favorite places for cluster. Really, rings. all you ladies Lord, out there, that's actually great advice. Um, because yeah. wait, do you have more? Capard has some, but I've been not, looking at Capard. Yeah, Capard's not as good at the clusters and all. And but Motion, let me tell you, because I have to have my research. So Capard will not create; they won't do custom. So really, you, you buy what they have. This is. <laughs> I don't know if this is helpful for you guys listening, but this is very helpful for me. Thank you, Laura. <laughs> Motion, on the other hand, you can bring stones to them and create from scratch. So. They love doing custom. That's like their thing. That's what they are experts in. So if you look at their Instagram motion, M-O-C-I-U-N, they are always like custom, you know, so sad to depart from this custom beauty. It's going to a great lady. So motion will do like custom stuff. Do they they have an Instagram? Can I follow them on Instagram? Absolutely. Um, So I've, I've, what I thought was covertly following some bridal <laughs> accounts. And I literally followed something at like 11.10 the other night. And my friend Steven texted me and was like, at 11.11, at 11, he was like, what did you just follow? Why did you follow that? <laughs> really? Oh my God, Steven. 
Oh my god! Well, your friend no is, chill, no chill because I was fall. I started following like baby pregnancy accounts before I announced to anyone that I was pregnant, or I think I started following them when I was trying to get pregnant. Well, so I, like I, I just don't think that people can like people care to stalk me that much. Yeah, I, I guess they didn't. No one said anything to me, but your friends care about you more than mine care about me. Well, I also there's like that page on Instagram where you can see like what people are liking and what they're following, and I never check that. I never check. I've checked that maybe twice in like however many years I've had an Instagram. I Who checks that? I check? only check it when I accidentally click on it, but yes. apparently other people are looking. Um, so my spot was blown up. Um, but yeah, this actually Is also this Stephen that was that we set up on a blind date. No, that was Matt. Oh, we set up Matt on a blind date. Yes. Okay. I yes. knew we set up one of your friends. No, Stephen is happily coupled. Hi, Stephen. Um, but this actually, so you bringing up motion and like where to get the ring is actually the second part of my story is that I'm learning there's just like certain uh, ring and wedding etiquette things that are also stressing me out because there's a certain designer that I like, but my friend used a few months ago. You're allowed to go to the same designer. Am I? I don't know. Unless you have a psycho friend that needs like a talking to about <laughs> being like a, a bridezilla. No, she's she is not saying anything. She's very nice. Um, but like, I just don't, like I keep bringing it up and not getting a clue. Like nobody's ever going to say you can't get this ring. So wait, if if, you, if you someone wears like a Vera Wing wedding dress and then you want a Vera Wing wedding dress, are you like, is are, since when in etiquette are designers off limits? I don't know. See, I've never heard of that in my life. Like I've passed along to friends, like my wedding planners, where I got, where I've gotten every vendor, like, like vendors and designers are not off limits. That's the most insane thing I've ever heard. You know what I think it is though? Like it would get in my head and I just don't want like even a single ounce of weirdness associated with it. And just based on that, I'm going to have to go somewhere else. Well, what, what about your friend's attitude is making you think that she doesn't want you to go to the designer. She got her. It's right. nothing about her. It's purely about me. And I think I keep like insecurely being like, Oh, I don't want to copy anyone. <laughs> and nobody says anything. So it's the, maybe perhaps it's the silence, but you know, whatever. It's like, I also, this is an exciting time for everyone. I don't want to like, uh, uh, step on anyone's toes, you know, you're not, so whatever, but you're not. I'm just uh, going to take the picture of the ring I want from that place and bring it somewhere else. Perfect. Um, maybe this is motion. Very exciting for you. I know, but you know what, guys? Listen, we're not counting our chickens before they hatch. I know. It took like we when we looked at rings. I think it took almost. I'm bad at dates, but maybe like it was a little less than a year from, right. from the proposal. It could literally. It could be a long be time. Five years from now. I don't think it will be five years, but I don't, I don't know. think it'll be five years. Um, but yeah, it, it, it might be a while, but I'll keep you guys updated. Anyway. This is exciting. Yeah. I cannot wait. I wish Ian was asking for my opinion in, <laughs> for, in, in any of For your of permission? No, like not about rings. Like, like uh, you know, hey, Laura, what do you think about this idea for a proposal? Well, ironically, Nick told you. Oh, no, he didn't tell you. No, he did not. Oh. In fact, he actively kept it a secret from me because he thought I had a big mouth, which I do. So good call, Nick. Because he proposed after our sketch show. I thought you were in the know. But actually, that was respectful because that would have been kind of. I guess fucked up to tell you like right before a show when you're already like nervous and you're focusing. We're focusing on like on our line. It probably would have, yeah, maybe thrown you off. Maybe thrown me off a little bit. Yeah, 
I would have just like been like, let's finish the bow. I was like, I <laughs> no curtain call. But you okay. didn't know until like it was happening. Right. He really, no, I he really, really didn't tell well, you. Well, the, the ruse. But everyone else knew in the cast. Yeah, everyone except, else knew. Except you. Okay, but that's But the, right. the big ruse was, hey, guys, let's all take a picture on the stage. And I was like, okay, let's go take a picture. <laughs> uh, everyone else knew. And I walked in like, okay, take my picture. And you were like getting proposed to. Well, I just want to be like involved in your proposal like you were in mine. You know, narcissistically, I want to have some role. Well, even, I have- even as a witness, as a photographer... Apparently, no one knows what's happening except for Ian, because ironically, even though I'm telling all of you, Ian said he has told no one, not even my parents well, yet. Well, tell Ian I'm available. There's For you know, consultations. For consultations, for photography, for... I think those <laughs> are the only... Photography. Th- those are the only two things I can <laughs> offer. That's great. You know what? Photographers are really expensive. So I'll if you'll come, do you have lighting? Do you have a lighting kit? I'll get <laughs> one. I'll borrow one. Thank you, Laura. Um... I know he'll probably not tell me anything, but I will have no role in this. But that's fine. I'm excited. It's not about me. It's about you. I want it to be a surprise. So I'm I'm excited that it's it'll be a surprise for everyone. Yeah. Do you you didn't like grow up having like an idea of your proposal? No, I did it. I I I, that's what I'm realizing. I really that's why I don't even want to give him any advice or feedback or anything because I just want to see what he's gonna do organically I felt the same way I don't think I told Nick anything but I also know like I knew Nick's not like a cheesy person he wasn't gonna propose at like a baseball game right where they're like happy birthday Tiffany yeah Uh, congrats (laughs) grandma yeah I think Ian knows that I would rather get set on fire (laughs) than have that happen to me yeah uh but yeah I don't know. There are certain things, though, because, like, sometimes he'll be, like, oh, like, when people get, like, professional photographers, like, hiding in bushes, like, so stupid. And, like, yeah, it is, but. It's nice to have the pictures. But I would like a picture. (laughs) That's what I'm saying, Ian. I will be available for, like, really stealth. Hey, I used to work at Tabloid Magazines. I've been friends with paparazzi. I could hide in a bush, Ian. Angela wants a picture. I can hide in a bush. (sighs) You do want the picture. You know what? I could maybe see Ian, like, because, you know, you guys have done, you guys do, like, ironic things a lot. Like, yes. you go to, like, weird wolf sanctuaries, ironically, or, like. That was only half ironically, because it was the other half amazing. <laughs> well, you know, you do, I could see him maybe, like, even doing, like, a baseball game ironically. No? Um, Maybe this is the one thing he's not going to do as a joke. You know, if it was done well, it could be really funny, and romantic at the same time, but it would have to be done real well, like real over the top. Like it would have to be like, because like I don't He'd care. Because like, then I would have to like sit through a baseball game, and I don't like care sports. about baseball. Yeah, I don't know what's happening. It would you be wouldn't weird. have to sit through the whole game. But but what would be good would be if he did that, and then he was like, "And surprise, I had this VIP booth with all your friends and family and food." Oh <laughs> and yeah, then we could have cool. like a little party at the ballpark. I could see him doing it and then like ripping open his Hawaiian shirt and underneath (laughs) it, it says like, will you marry me, Angela? Oh man. You know, anytime I've ever seen someone do that, not rip their shirt open at a baseball game. I've never seen that. That would be great. He would be in a Hawaiian shirt though, right? Because it's probably going to happen in the summer. Default look. Yeah. Most months. But anytime people get proposed to at ball games, maybe it's just because like the other person's surprised, but they always look so miserable. (laughs) I feel like I've never been like, that's a happy couple. Yeah. Yeah. No. You get caught off guard and then people are looking at you. It's yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I could see him doing something ironic just saying. Like in an Applebee's. No, I don't think he would do that. <laughs> no, I don't think so either. I don't know. He told me he has some ideas, so. I would love to know what they are. Ian, if you're listening. 
right contact at this is why you're single show.com contact laura this is why you're single show. <laughs> no you have my cell phone ian i told you i'm available for pictures all right so yeah that's that's where we are with that what how's your week going it's good i'm pregnant loving it yeah, you are i'm obsessed with being pregnant it's the most beautiful magical thing every day with this baby in my belly is just it's just wonderful. I was just looking at you before and I was like, I remember when I was like, I wonder when Laura's going to start showing. And now you have a full grown baby bump. It's so big. I love it so much. I'm just like, I didn't know I would love it this much. I'm obsessed with being pregnant. I think too, like, I think Nick's like, you like being pregnant a little too much. Like, <laughs> There are people like be, that. I think he might be a little worried. I'm just going to want to stay pregnant my whole life because it's so much fun. Well, you still have to get through the birth. Yeah, that's true. Talk to me after the birth. <laughs> that might be the deciding factor out if you're pregnant forever. No, but even the stuff that like is not as fun, like you get like leg cramps at night because I don't know, your hormones do something weird where like it like tightens up your muscle. It's really weird and painful. Like I, Charlie horses? Yes. Oh, exactly no. Exactly like that. I, and I get restless leg syndrome, which is, it feels like where I feel like I need to like stretch my leg, but then I stretch and there's no release. Ooh. That's weird. It's hard to get up and down. So I'm like, I'm always grunting. I'm like, ugh, ugh. But I love it all. It's all just like a part of it. I'm like, this is cool. This all just means I'm pregnant. This is fun. You're also super good at like knowing all the like the little like craft projects to do to like make your life easier. Today I made padsicles. Oh my God. Please tell our listeners about the padsicles. <laughs> okay. Because I want one and I'm not pregnant. <laughs> So you can't eat them. <laughs> padsicles are where you, you take a big giant pad. Like you just Google like the biggest pads available. And then you, overnights. And then you make a mixture of witch hazel, aloe, and a few drops of lavender. And you put them on pads. And then you roll the pad back up and stick it in the freezer to make a padsicle. So it's a frozen pad. And then after birth, when your vagine is like falling apart and painful, <laughs> a little you, sore, <laughs> you put the padsicle on and it's like a special medicinal ice pack for your vagina, which like really sounds lovely. So I made those today. That was my arts and crafts project for the day was making uh, padsicles. You should have like a, I think I've said this before, but you need like a mommy, a mommy blog. You a need mommy. a mommy Instagram. Uh <laughs> Can I tell you about a really embarrassing thing that happened? Of course. So on all of the blogs, they've talked about how after birth for like a week, you have like a giant, it's like a giant period. There's just stuff coming out. And they were and like, you know, I hope I have a natural birth. So I hope I get to experience this. You know, sure. I don't know. I might have to have a C-section. Just want the baby to be healthy. But I would like to have a natural birth. So I'm doing all the things to prepare and assuming I'll be able to have a natural birth, like making padsicles. And one of the things was they said you should get some adult diapers. Oh, my God. Wait, how long will you have your period for? I don't or know. Like I, I, I need to do more research. I think like a week. But anyways, just like all of these like mommy message boards and blogs were like, get diapers. Just like it's just <laughs> easier if you just wear like a diaper all it's day. It's not like you're going to be going out anyway. You're just going to be around your house in your diapie. So you and the baby in your diapies together. I still was not ready to go to the store to order diapers. You know, like okay. I just did it. So I ordered them on Amazon. And I also didn't want like Nick to know that I was ordering diapers because I, I don't, I've decided I was talking, a f you know, a bunch of episodes ago, whether Nick was going to be like 
near my head during the birth <laughs> or on the other side. I have definitely decided he's going to be near my head. Yes, we got advice from a listener. We got advice from a listener saying, that was like, you do not. <laughs> do not. Yeah, do not have him on the, the bottom side. She said sometimes you poop. Yeah. So don't have him on the bottom side. <laughs> I was like, I was like, done. Decision <laughs> made. And uh, so I just want to keep all of the gross stuff away from from Nick's even knowledge, brain. I don't want him thinking about any of these things. And uh, so so I secretly ordered the diapers. <laughs> and, uh, and they only came in like a really extremely large pack. Like more than I would need in a lifetime. Great. But I was like, you know what? I'll give them some to my friends. <laughs> it was like 36 diapers. <laughs> some of my 90-year-old friends. <laughs> no, my mommy friends. I my know. Mom. Okay. Um, so anyways, 30, 30 like, am, I, this was like the week that I ordered like a bunch of stuff for the nursery and like 30, 30 like Amazon packages come to the door. I'm like, oh my God, it's like everything for the nursery. I'm like, Nick, you got to help me open these packages. <laughs> the very first one he opens, the fucking diapers. Well, you could have been like, oh, I ordered the wrong size for the baby. I tried that, <laughs> Angela. So he goes... So he opens them and I hear, I'm like in the other room, I'm not paying attention. He's like, the, I opened the first package. It's uh, diapers for you. <laughs> and I go, what? What? Uh, uh, no, they're for the baby. Uh, how do you know they're not for the baby? And he goes, because it says it right on the package. It says it's for you. They're adult diapers. Oh. And I was like, you're done opening packages. You're not allowed to open it anymore. Go away. And I just couldn't. I was like so humiliated that I couldn't stop hysterically laughing. Does that ever happen to you? Yes. And I think that was the right response. So I just kept laughing for probably a half an hour. And I had to go somewhere. So he was walking me to the subway and we're walking. And I just start hysterically laughing again. <laughs> and he was like, he was like, why is it so funny? I was like, you don't know what I'm laughing about. Maybe I just saw something funny. He's like, you're laughing about the diapers. And I was like, no, I'm not. You are. You're laughing about the diapers. Anyways. So I, I think that then I tried good. To, then I tried to throw them out. No. I was just so embarrassed. And he took them out of the trash. Oh, my God. Good. Because he's a good man. And put them back on the bench. And I was like, leave my fucking diapers alone. <laughs> so I, I threw out half because there really were just too many. It was very wasteful contributing to the landfill waste and then i i did i messaged my friend that i was a mommy friend that i was supposed to meet going to lunch the next day i was like hey random weird tmi question any chance you need diapers you shouldn't because i out. have a bunch and she was like you know in fact i do i was like great i will covertly bring them to you tomorrow so i put them like very covertly into a tote and i was able to get rid of half of my diapers by giving them to my friend. Great. And you know what? You might get really into wearing diapers and then you'll be happy you have so many. I You're hope like this is so easy. I hope not. You know, I've, I think I've become like super paranoid reading all these message boards. They're like, you pee yourself when you're pregnant. You sneeze and you pee. And like none of these things have happened to me, but I've like gone to all measures to like just, you know, in case any of these things happen that I'm prepared. Right. Even if it's a little sprinkle, you'll be happy you have it. Yeah. Um... So that's my story with the the diapers. This is just like I'm making padsicles. I'm buying diapers for myself. It's this is great, and I'm loving all of it. Mo you have the right attitude, it. and I'm I, loving most of it. And I'm sure Nick will support you when you wear your diapers. 
He'll change you. He'll change the baby. He doesn't need to change me. That's the thing. <laughs> I, I don't want him to even know that I'm wearing them because it's like the first. Yeah, but you know when you sit down, it's going to be like. Ksh. No, it's not. <laughs> I got actually these kind so that are. like, what is that crinkle noise? <laughs> they're not plastic on the outside, Angela. They're like a mesh. They don't have like burn ernie. No, they're purple. Oh, nice. They're lavender, actually. They're, Ooh. I could pick like white or lavender. I was like, let's go with lavender. Cute. Uh, they're very beautiful lavender color. I don't think he would be able to hear them. We won't be having sex right away, you know, because you have to wait a little sure. bit. So in my head, he was never going to know about the diapers. That was something that he was never going to know about. And then he had to open the goddamn Amazon box. I'm sure he understands. I don't know. I think he's just still all like a little like horrified by what actually goes on in birth. And I was trying to avoid all of yeah, that. Yeah, well, it's horrifying. <laughs> I'm horrified. <laughs> but we got to go through it. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, uh, on that note, uh, it was nice to catch up with you. Yeah. So many developments. <laughs> now let's take a quick break to thank one of our sponsors. And then we're jumping into what's in the news. <laughs> We would like to thank our sponsor, Blue Apron. Skip meal planning and get straight to cooking with Blue Apron. Enjoy unforgettable meals inspired by the vibrant cooking of the Mediterranean, like seared salmon and spicy orange salsa. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yum. Get in my belly. Thank you. Centered around fruits, veggies, lean meats, and plenty of olive oil, these recipes are delicious and nutritious with incredible ingredients and chef-designed recipes. Blue Apron lets you see the power of what food can do. You, did you know that Mediterranean is my favorite kind of food? Really? They Well, what I love about Blue Apron is that they always have like, they have Asian dishes, Mediterranean dishes, like they have all, all over the world. You can eat your way around the world with yeah. Blue Apron. Sure can. Um, and, you know, my coworkers at this point, I love Blue Apron so much that people are like, so what did you make last night? Like, what fun Blue Apron thing did you make? It's becoming part of your identity. It is. I am a chef. Thank you, Blue Apron. You guys can be chefs, too, with their total convenient service. Blue Apron delivers fresh pre-portioned ingredients and step-by-step recipes right to your door. They can be cooked in under 45 minutes. The menu changes every week based on what's in season and is designed by Blue Apron's in-house culinary team. And if you have a busy schedule, no problem. They're super flexible. Blue Apron offers 12 new recipes each week and customers can pick two, three, or four recipes based on what's, what best fits their schedule. It's Fantastic. Check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free at blueapron.com slash single. That's blueapron.com slash single to get your first three meals free. Blue Apron, a, a better, better way, way to cook. cook. All right, Angela, what have you been reading about in the news? Okay, so I was reading Five Ways You Never Knew You Could Masturbate by Rachel Krauss on Mashable. You've been loving Mashable lately. I, I'm all about Mashable. They're, they're like, they, you would never think from like a tech website that they have so much stuff about dating. Yeah, and sex and masturbation. Yeah. So last month, we missed it, guys. Last month was masturbation month. I'm so sad. Angela notified me of this, and I was like, wait, I can't believe we... Didn't do an episode on masturbation for Masturbation Month, but I know. Our we're making bad. up for it now. Yeah. So I hope you're all touching yourselves. Um, if you want to make June Masturbation Month, this will be very helpful for you. So Mashable rounded up the most unique sex toys on the market right now. Um, so number one, for the snack-obsessed person in your life, they have a new vibrator that orders you pizza called Rub Grub. Are you... <laughs> this is so dumb. So many things on this list are literally 
things that I think you get people as a gift, as like a joke, joke. and probably never actually get used. Although I would want to see if Rub Grub actually works. But also I wouldn't like, I wouldn't want Domino to, like, I'm sure Domino knows where the order came from. And I wouldn't want them to know. See, I don't know. I wouldn't want them to know that like, oh, this person ordered this pizza from their vibrator. I don't think that Domino's knows. I think it just comes in like a regular order. Really? But So it says, food orders happen via a Bluetooth-enabled button on a LoveSense Nora vibrator that when pressed connects to a mobile app that places an order on the user's behalf. I'm assuming that that is the Domino's app. I don't know. But um, if it does say where it comes from, then, you know, this is only for the brave. Okay. The, the sexually proud. Yeah. No, I wouldn't. Um, but don't I don't want strangers I, knowing about I my habits. Do you get hungry after? You do? After. I've never paid anyway. attention. Yeah. I like to say, I was once told by someone that I'm like a dude in that way. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, let's get burgers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right, number two, it says for the geeks, they have movie-inspired sex toys over at Geeky Sex Toys. Um, so these are the kind of things that are, it says a Hitachi Magic Wand-style vibrator featuring Darth Vader's helmet. Okay. They have a vibrator that looks like Thor's hammer. These are not movies I want. I would love if they were like Clueless-style vibrator. <gasps> or There's such a market for that. See, I feel like these are... Not to generalize, but I feel like these are like these appeal to guys and guys who just like get them for their girlfriends and be like, oh, I got you this green Hulk dildo. Yeah, I don't want a green Hulk dildo. No. Well, I mean, I, I do love Mark Ruffalo, but no, I don't <laughs> want a green Hulk dildo. Um, but yeah, yeah. Is, is it is it the Hulk dildo when it looks like Mark Ruffalo or when it looks like the Hulk? That's it's the when Mark Ruffalo turns into the Hulk. Oh, so well. probably not an accurate representation of Mark Ruffalo's real life penis. Um, but if you guys are into that, there you go. They have a whole Avengers-themed line called the Indulgers Pleasure War. Good to know. So funny. Okay, number three for the music lover, they have toys that vibe to the beat. This now, has been around for a while because I was gifted one of these in a gift lounge back when I worked at magazines. So I had one of these, and I've tried it before, like like years ago. And it was like, yeah, yeah, it's kind of fun. Like I would play like a Justin Timberlake song. I think that was like back when yes. he had come up with like his biggest hit album, whatever that was. What was, was it like Sex Sexy Back? Yeah, Sex yes. Back. So I would like listen to like I'm bringing Sexy Back. And it, <laughs> That's and a like, good choice. And it would like and it would vibrate like da 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 da. Did it work? Da da da. It was kind of like hard to concentrate because you're like, <laughs> do I pay, am I paying attention to the feelings? Am I paying attention to the music? It was just like too much happening. Maybe you need music without lyrics. And you know what? I think it, the problem with it was that I was focusing on like, okay, is it accurately vibrating to the music? Like how? Right. So I was like, fo- I was, it was hard for me to just like tune out and enjoy. I was just paying attention to like, oh, I think they missed a beat there. You know? So I think though this is slightly different because that one you hook up to your iPod, right? Or... Yeah, yeah. At the time, I, at the time, it was probably iPod phone. I don't remember. So this one actually, it's a small mic that turns surrounding noises around you into vibrations. So like if you if there's a wear jack it, camera if, outside, and it like attaches <laughs> to your it. So it's a butt plug, or they have two wearable clitoral stimulators, which wearable means like they just like attach to you, and you don't Ooh. have to hold it on. And then like if you go to the club, apparently it will like whatever music is playing like vibrate. Oh, so if you're into like like the public, 
Yeah. Kind of. But they said be careful because one um, user wore it to a college lecture and the professor was mic'd and it was she was like uncomfortable, which I don't know why she was wearing it in class, but yeah, why would you? That's on you. But uh, that's on you. (laughs) Uh, It's an option if you've ever wanted to do that. Um, Number four. For those who love customization, they have a vibrator that bends to your well will. Sorry, it's the Crescendo Vibrator from Mystery Vibe, and it touts itself as the world's first body adapting vibrator. It kind of looks like a like a bendy, like is a bendy stick thing? Why? Like I don't know. It's kind of. But okay. I know what you mean. So right. <laughs> I don't know if that's a phrase, but I know exactly what you mean. So it says, in other words, this toy can curve into whatever position its user desires. I think it can be like. It can go like in, like up inside, um, whatever you want. You can like adjust it to be used a bunch of ways. So if if you want to like save money, it's good two for one sort of deal. Oh, interesting. And then finally, last one for the sexters, they have sex toys shaped like emojis. This is great for the millennials. Obviously, eggplants. They also have banana and hot pepper. Not into the hot pepper. I would not want to put a, a hot pepper. Yeah, even like thinking about hot peppers. Yeah, it's just mind over matter thing. Yeah. Um, they said they're so non-vibrator-like that snooping roommates or family members might think that they're just like toys and not sex toys. Which like I could see like if you have a little kid over though, they're going to be like, ah, because like little kids yeah, love Yeah, you don't just put, just so put, it, in just, a, yeah. put it in a drawer. Put you it, don't put it away. Yeah. Put it away. If put your mom's it. coming to visit, you know. Your mom's not dumb. She knows what an eggplant emoji (laughs) dildo is a dildo. Yeah, she's not going to be like, oh, this is adorable. Put it in your kitchen. Yeah, no. So anyway, these these are the most unique ways to masturbate right now. Very fun. Yeah. Which which one of these would you Oh, which one would I want? Oh, God, the question. Uh, Not the pizza one. (laughs) Don't care about the Hulk. Uh, Yeah, I'm not into the, the, the classic Oh My Bod I like better than this new one. I guess I'd try the bendy one, maybe. Because, like, the emojis, I'm just like, no. Yeah. Emojis are not sexy to me. Yeah. I feel like... Maybe the bendy one? I don't know. Predictably, like, if I had to try one, it'd probably be the pizza one. Just because I, like, (laughs) almost don't believe that it works. I want to, like, see it work. But, uh, yeah. What are you reading about? So, I've been reading ABC7. This is an article that my friend Matt sent to me. Matt sends me the best articles. He knows our podcast so well. This is about an Arizona woman accused of stalking and sending a man 65,000 texts after one date. (laughs) This happened in Arizona. And ABC writes, can you imagine getting 65,000 texts after just one date? An Arizona woman is accused of doing just that, and it did not end there. Police arrested 31-year-old Jacqueline Addis after finding her in a Paradise Valley man's bathtub. So according to investigators, she had met the man online about a year ago. And would not leave him alone since the date. Court documents say that she sent the victim 500 messages a day. That's how she got to 65,000 in the end. And she she sent some like really creepy, disturbing ones that I'm surprised yeah. he didn't get like a restraining order or call the cops sooner. Because some of her messages said, I want to wear your body parts and bathe in your blood. <laughs> like you say to people that you love. Yes. Uh, officers say they found a butcher knife in her car when she was most recently arrested on charges of threatening, stalking, and harassment. Uh, and Angel, what, what do you think the, the woman 
if you were going to interview her, like, why were you doing this? I would think her response is, I wanted to murder him for turning me down. Right? Well, what would you sure. think she would say? Well, if she wanted to, well, she wanted to wear his body parts, though, so maybe she kind of liked him. So this was her response. I felt like I met my soulmate, <laughs> and everything was just the way it was. And I thought that we would just do what everybody else did and just get married, and everything would be fine. But that's not what happened. Not the response I was expecting no. from someone that texts, I want to wear your body parts. And you know how? Shows up in a bathtub with a knife <laughs> not too far away. <laughs> Sometimes we talk about on this podcast how like we're like awkward when it comes to dirty talk and we don't know how. <laughs> Maybe that's what was happening oh. here. She was like, guys like this. <laughs> guys like when you say that you want to wear their body parts You're and bathe in their blood. so optimistic. No, I, I think. why I love you. Crazy. Uh, I hate stories like this because they're so rare. And this, th- but then people who don't want to use dating apps will be like, "See, I can't go on a dating <laughs> app. This one's gonna like sit in my bathtub with a knife." This could happen anywhere. You could have met this crazy at a bar on the street. I mean, she looked crazy in her picture, but like, of course she did because this was like after her arrest. But she didn't look. I don't know. I mean, what? I don't know. I would love to have seen her dating profile. Oh yes. That would be a fun one to analyze on the show. <laughs> oh, yes. That's what I wanted to do. That's what I, we need to see that. Oh, yeah. Too bad. Too bad they didn't have it released that yet. Yeah. Well, thank you, Matt, for sending us this glorious article. Yeah, Because we Matt. had a, a lot of fun with that one. All right. It is time to jump into our mailbox. But first, let's take a quick break to thank some of our sponsors. We would like to thank our sponsor, Brooke linen guys you spend a third of your life in your sheets they make a difference with how you sleep start getting better sleep with better sheets that was a lot of dr seuss rhyme in there angela (laughs) yeah you're you're dr seuss with bedding uh so not only do you sleep you also do other things in bed this is a dating podcast you might want to get some sexy time in bed there's just the point is a lot of important things are happening on your sheets you're getting your beauty sleep you're trying to feel good you also might want to bring a, a hot little lady or guy back. And, yeah. you know, you want to have good sheets. I made the mistake when I was in my younger years of having, like, faux satin Hugh Hefnery sheets. And Angel, when Angel and I were in L.A. and we, we like, met up with a guy that I knew in college. I didn't even remember hooking up with him. But he was like, oh, remember you had those, like, satin sheets? It was embarrassing. You don't black wanna... satin, I believe, right? Black satin? Yeah. I, yeah. I, you don't even you don't want to be known for your cheesy-ass sheets. <laughs> But you do want to be known for your super comfy, hip, good-looking sheets, which is what Brooklinen provides. And there's so many great things about them, too. Uh, Yeah. First of all, there's no unnecessary markups and fees. Most bedding is marked up as much as 300%. No, no, no. We don't pay that. They also have versatile colors and patterns you can mix and match to complement any decor. They're so great. This is luxury bedding underpriced. You have to try these sheets today. My Brooklinen sheets are the best, most comfortable sheets I've slept in. I've gotten them for every room of my pad. Brooklinen.com has an exclusive offer just for Angela and my listeners. Get $20 off and free shipping when you use our promo code THISISWHY at Brooklinen.com. Brooklinen is so confident that they offer a risk-free 60-night satisfaction guarantee and a lifetime warranty on all of their sheets and comforters. The only way to get $20 off and free shipping is to use our promo code THISISWHY at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. Promo code THISISWHY. Brooklinen. These are the best sheets ever. 
We would like to thank our sponsor, Care Of. Care Of is a monthly subscription vitamin service made from effective quality ingredients personally tailored to your exact needs. And to find out what those needs are, Care Of has a fun online quiz that makes it really easy to figure out what vitamins and supplements that you specifically need, right? You like you take this like short quiz and they ask you all these questions about your diet and your health goals. I found out that I needed calcium, which I hadn't even thought of when I took their quiz. It's it's really great. Right, because you know when you're a kid, you have a lot of people like your like teachers and like PSAs on TV, like oh, drink your milk, kids. Your bones are important. But when you're an adult, nobody's reminding you. You need care of. Yeah, to well, get in there. I just like they asked me like questions about my diet, and then I figured, oh, there are little gaps that I that I needed. Um, care of is so easy. You receive a 30 day supply shipped right to your door. It costs about 20 percent less when compared to similar brands at local drugstores, and you can modify your subscription anytime. Yep, and your subscription box includes individually wrapped packets with your specific vitamins and supplements for easy grab and go. It's fantastic. Check them out. I feel healthier, and I feel a little bit better when I'm taking my vitamins. So for 25% off your first month of personalized care of vitamins, visit TakeCareOf.com and enter SINGLE. Uh, That's TakeCareOf.com and enter promo code SINGLE. Angela, what do we have in the mailbox this week? Okay. First up, we're going to read a a really funny feedback email that we got that we both loved. Um, This was from Sierra. The subject line was Ghost McToast. And Sierra wrote, I've been looking forward to reaching out to you glorious national treasures. (laughs) Thank you, Sierra. Even more so after listening to today's show. This is from 3-14-18. A while ago. Yeah, a few months ago. ago. Almost exactly three months ago. Perfect. She said, I was stunned by the parallels between mine and Dee's experience. Dee was our listener who like, she felt like the guy was about to ghost her. So she just sent him a million text messages. Oh. Um, We've she obviously all been there. Preemptively was like, don't fucking ghost me. So apparently Sierra <laughs> was going through the same thing. Um, Sierra says, I was furious as hell that I didn't have the sound advice you offered. My anxiety and I decided to Scooby-Doo the shit out of my unexpected ghost last night and call him out for, quote, breaking my heart. Gross. After listening to today's empowering AF podcast, I've been able to hashtag give up the ghost, cool my tits, and begin the process of focusing on myself again. Thank you for the realness and relatable content. This is why your single is so fucking important and dear to my heart slash snowflake labia. Wow. I love her so much. Everything about this email. This email. What was our advice? I don't even remember. <laughs> I don't know. I think we were just like, girl, calm down. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. We got to go listen to our own podcast again and find out what our what our great empowering is fuck advice was. I would like to know. Uh, but I just want to say that Sierra should trademark Scooby-Doo, Scooby-Dooing somebody that's ghosting you because yeah. I think that that is so funny. Yeah, she's funny. <laughs> I love her. Oh, I love hearing from our listeners. Thank you, Sierra, for, for reaching out to us. Yeah. Well, what else do we have? I hope we can give just as empowering AF advice today. I know. How are we going to live up to that? Okay. I don't know. So, all right. First up, we have an email from MP and he's a boy. He writes, needless to say, I started listening because my love life has been non-existent for quite some time now. 
Um, do you have any tips as to how I can get Bumble matches to follow through? I'm very well. Ra- I'm a very well-rounded guy. I have a great paying job. I go to the gym just about every day of the week. And without sounding like too much of a narcissist, I've been told I'm good looking. Long story short, I match with girls. We start seemingly great conversations before reverting into radio silence. These conversations rarely have led to actual dates in person. And I think I'm getting what you refer to as swipe fatigue. It's getting very exhausting introducing myself time and time again, only to have my matches just fizzle away. Any and all advice would be great. Oh, this is interesting. Now I see why you picked this one. Totally relevant. Because swipe fatigue. All right. So I would say, you know, I would pay attention to how long you're having conversations on the app before you make the move to try to go on an actual date. Because if the momentum dies down, then maybe they have already started dating somebody else or they've gone on like another date with someone that they're more excited about. If the conversation gets boring, they're like, eh, I'm not that excited about going out with this guy. So maybe I would, I wish I knew exactly how long you guys start talking and having these quote seemingly great conversations because if they revert into radio silence, I'm going to go ahead and guess that you're maybe having these conversations for too long and they're getting kind of like boring conversations. Whereas I would maybe speed it up, you know, you connect with someone, you chit chat a little bit and then just say like, hey, you seem really cool. Like, let's go out on a date and and don't do the thing where you're like talking for a full week. You, know, you don't need to just save the conversation for in person. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I totally agree. And because like most people are talking to more than one person, like you're going to make much more of an impression if you just move it to like in person than you are being like an anonymous person in her phone. Right. Because so, like, my, yeah. my friends, even my girlfriends will show me like the people that they've matched with and had conversations with. And sometimes there's like 12, you know, mm-hmm. and, and if they're, the conversations are just like going, they're kind of like, oh, yeah, this guy's fine. But they, 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 they almost, it's not personal. I think they just like forget to even answer them, you know? Right. They're just like so like down in the feed. When you like look at the feed and yeah. there's like the list of guys, they, they almost like, oh yeah, there's an unread, but uh, whatever, I'll deal with it later. And they, they just forget. And then, you know, you people have got, they've got their friends, they've got, they've got their job. They, yeah, it, like they just get busy and then they, they just like forget to answer the person. So I would say like very quickly... If you think someone's cool and you've chatted for a little bit, ask them out. Yeah, I agree. I think it's also interesting that he's a guy. We hear this from a lot of girls that are yeah. like waiting for guys to ask them out. But, uh, you know, unfortunately, the way society has it set up, like MP kind of has the upper hand. Like a lot of the time, girls are just like waiting for you to ask. Yeah, it's it's kind of re- refreshing to hear this. But, but, but yeah, I do see, you know, even my girlfriends have like long lists of conversations with guys. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so just, m- just make the move quicker. Take it to IRL, yeah. Um, what okay. else do we got? So now we have an email from MJ. I swear this is just a coincidence, MP and MJ. Um, MJ writes, she's a lady, by the way. She writes, I'm writing because I'm stuck in kind of a tricky situation. I met this guy at my friend's birthday party two weeks ago. He was actually the bartender, but we kept making eye contact from across the bar. Eventually, we started talking, and we kept talking for three hours, and we really hit it off. The conversation was great right off the bat, not awkward at all, and he kept blushing bright red, which was so cute. 
He asked me out right there in the bar and came to give me a hug before I left. He texted me the next day, but the day of our date, we both had other things come up and had to cancel. A week after we met, he sent me the longest text I've ever received. He told me he'd been thinking about me ever since we met and couldn't believe how strong his feelings were after only meeting once. But that he was going through a pretty complicated breakup and he was nervous and surprised that he had feelings for someone so soon. Eh, it's called lust. I know. It's like, yeah, uh, you just like had a crush. It's like a sex. Yeah. All right. Keep yep, going. Yep. 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 We talked about it and decided to take things slow and not rush into anything, which is smart. Um, it's now been two weeks. And while he texts me pretty much every other day, we still haven't hung out in person again and we don't have plans to. I know he's going through a lot and I don't want him to jump into dating before he's ready, but I also don't want to be thinking about him and getting a crush on him if we will never actually hang out. Forget this guy. Forget this guy. Yeah. And I have he's to say. He's trouble and he's still, he says he's going through a breakup. I call bullshit on that. See, no, I think it's, I think he's a good guy. I think it's awesome that he was honest right up front because he could have lied. But I don't think this, I don't think it's a clean break. No, it's yeah, not. It's like he's still trying to break things off and I think it, they're not done breaking things off. That's why he's like, hasn't technically hung out with this girl. He's like, he's, he's overlapping a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. So, um, yeah, she says, I'm not sure if I should gently nudge him about meeting up, maybe suggesting something low pressure like coffee, or if I need to just let him take the time he needs and trust that if this crush is sustainable, that he will reach out to make plans when he's ready. It's not often that I fall for someone so quickly, and I feel like we have a lot in common, so I want to make sure we have the best chance to have something real. I'd love any advice. I mean, I know you, I think you guys are both like, physically very attracted to each other and maybe you had like a nice initial conversation but like this has happened to so many people where you meet it's gonna like it's you're, like the feelings that you think you're having I, I mean yeah I, I like that you're using the word crush because it is it's like a lusty physical crush you guys had like one of those conversations where you're like oh my god this conversation like went really smooth and like it was just like a it was like a witty banter back and back and like we both physically attracted to each other it's like whoa but I guarantee, like, next time you hang out, it's not going to be, like, as great as you remembered. I mean, I don't think, so, you know, not to be a downer, but what I would do is I would first chill out on, like, this everyday texting. Just be like, look, you're going through a breakup. Like, I would like to go out with you if things are completely clean and, like, you're done with the breakup. But, like, I think maybe we, like, shouldn't talk as much until then. Like, say something like that. And then I would just, in the meantime... Definitely just give him the space. You can't, don't nudge him because I, I think he's not done with this breakup. And in the meantime, you've just got to like go out and start meeting other people. And if you happen to be still single and he finally gets his shit together and breaks things off with his girlfriend, then, then go out with him if you want and see if the feelings that you felt when you first met each other, that lust, see if it's still there. You know, I hope for your sake it is. And I, but but yeah, he's overlapping a little bit and it's like a little messy. Don't don't get involved in this mess. 100%. I like basically everything that you just said. Talk it's to more fun when we can debate. No, but like I Tell literally I, I, I wrote out my advice that I had emailed to her and it was basically that. Like don't have him be your only option. You should be talking to other people. You yes. definitely shouldn't be the only option. Um, I think that, like I said, I think he is a good guy, but he told you that he needs time and it's... I know that two weeks might feel like a long time to you, but he was not going to be over this breakup in two weeks. So the fact that you're like, oh, it's been two weeks. No, it's going to, there's no like, 
expiration date, like it could take a month, it could take a year, but like that's up to him and you're not, you can't change that. So I mean, if it takes him a year to break up with someone, like or like to issues. get over, whatever, maybe you don't know how long they were together. Maybe they were together for 10 years and he wants yeah. to be single. Maybe he wants to be single, you know, for a know. year. I don't think so. I don't think he'd be texting this girl every day if that was the case. But the whole, th the thing also is like, he's texting you. When I don't you, like that he's texting every day. Like, but when you get out of a breakup, you kind of are just going to start acting selfish and like just know that true. he's going through a selfish phase. Oh, yes. That's a good point. And he's not necessarily thinking about how it's hurting you. Or, so you or like to, or kind of dragging things on or leading you on. He's yeah. just doing it for the attention. For yeah. Him. He's just doing what feels good right now because he just went through like this shitty breakup. So I think like you have to take care of yourself. I like that you said the like selfish thing because I think that's totally true because a lot of times when someone's breaking up, when you're breaking up with someone, you're like, fuck, I want to be alone. And like you, you really kind of, a lot of people like line up people right before they break up with someone, they kind of line up potential options so that they'll have attention so they don't like freak out when they have the lack of attention from the person they've been dating for a while. So like, I hope that's not the case, like, but he could be like lining up people Right. That That's he, why people yeah. always give like, you know, quote unquote rebound relationships like the side eye because you're just not really always thinking clearly. Like sometimes that stuff works out, but not always yeah. because you're you're making emotional decisions that aren't totally thought through. We hope that's helpful. Let us know what happens. If any of you listeners want your questions answered or if you have any funny text messages or messages from an app that you want to share, you can email us at contact at thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. Please try to keep all questions under a paragraph just so the length we can read on the podcast you can also find all of our contact info on our website at this is why your single show.com now let's dive into our reason of the week this week's reason is dealing with dating app fatigue yes and we've gotten so many emails from you listeners who are dealing with dating app fatigue so we decided to come up with some advice yeah all right let's do like a back and forth what's your first advice Okay, so my first bit of advice is that it's okay to take a break, like deactivate all of your accounts, you know, like just take a year if you need to. Take a month, take a year, take whatever you need to to feel right in the head again. Yeah, going off of that, you know, try meeting people in person for a while or you don't have to be on every app, just pick one and stick with it. A lot of people get dating app fatigue because they like, they feel the, the need to be on Bumble and Tinder and OkCupid and they, they need to be on all of them. So... You don't need to be on every app. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, I think if you do take an app break while you do that, take your time and energy and put it into things that actually are guaranteed to make you feel good and you'll get like a return on like, like we always say, like take a class, take a painting class, hang out with your friends more, see friends that you haven't seen in a long time. Just do stuff that makes you feel good. Mm -hmm. um, if you are going to stay on at least, you know, one app and maybe cut back on the others, uh, another suggestion if you don't want to go completely cold turkey with getting off all the apps is designate certain times of the week or even of the day that you're going to look at the app because, you know, you don't want to, I think it gets a lot of anxiety filled when you feel like the need to check it every five seconds. Like I, I get social media anxiety sometimes if I find myself like checking Instagram multiple times a day or, you know, I kind of just like took a break from Facebook for a long time. When I, when I found myself checking social media multiple times in the day, it was just giving me anxiety. So I think the same thing can go for dating apps. So just designate a certain time of the day or of the week that you're going to look at the app. Um, you can also join like uh, an app like Wingman. We had the Wingman founder on a few episodes ago, and that's where other people do the work for you. If you don't want to to be on the Wingman app, 
there's also like the option, you know, matchmakers are becoming like a bigger thing. We have a couple matchmakers that we're interviewing on a couple future podcasts. And that's where you can like pay someone to kind of do the work for you. If you have like the disposable income and you want to give that a shot, there's a lot of different options for, for having matchmakers do the, do the work for you. So that's my other advice. That's great. Um, my only other bit of personal advice is that once you like start getting back into dating again, like dating takes energy. So maybe only invest your energy in people that are worthy of your time. Like just be savage when it comes to who you talk to and don't like waste your time on losers. Yeah. Um, Angela also did the wonderful thing of reaching out to a few dating app CEOs to get their advice. So yes, what I did. did you find? So I talked to a few people that have already been on the show. So there's some familiar faces. First up, we uh, talked to Dragonfruit, uh, which was that the, they're a dating app geared tw- at geeks. Yeah. The people that, that would like the, the Thor hammer <laughs> vibrator. Right. Um, so <laughs> they the probably pe- own the full collection. Yeah. The, the team over at Dragonfruit, this was their advice. They said the best way to avoid dating app fatigue is to not put too much pressure on yourself, on yourself. Swiping on a dating app like Dragonfruit or Tinder or whatever, um, can get very disappointing if you are putting too much pressure on yourself. If you go into dating apps and dating in general with the hope of meeting cool people and potentially a serious partner, you will have much more positive experience than if you are swiping away day and night hoping for your husband or wife to be the next swipe. Also, it is important to take breaks and not get down on yourself over the experience. Take time to clear your head if it becomes overwhelming. Yep, great advice. Which is like on on par with what we said. Yeah, Um you also heard from Wingman, which is the app that I recommended. And Wingman, uh, for those that, that missed that episode, is an app where your friends create a dating profile for you. You have to prove it, of course. And then they do all the swiping for you. So I think you know, just being on the app alone might help with some dating app fatigue because it gives you a break from the swiping and puts the pressure on your friends. Um, but, but what did the Wingman app say? Uh, what did the Wingman app founder say when it comes to dating app fatigue? So she had a few ideas. Do you want to go back and forth with me and, and uh, read sure. these? Okay. So the first one was she said, uh, this is Tina, by the way, Tina from Wingman. Hi, Tina. Uh, she said, get your mind straight and clear your head. Are you, you are um, open to dating? If yes, you have to also ask yourself if you're open to all new things. She said, having an open energy might not bring in your immediate boyfriend but it might bring in a new friend or a new job which can then lead to meeting new people she also said don't focus on just one meeting medium medium yes oh one medium yes to solve your problem try a few so it's okay to continue online dating however just make sure you're also getting out for dinner with a girlfriend taking a gym class taking a cooking class or something that is social and brings together different people you could just as likely meet your boyfriend while shopping at whole foods as you can on traditional sites so do both which i really like that advice because you might think like a dating app founder is like dating app fatigue doesn't exist like you know just be on it more but like they're very reasonable they're like you know don't let this be the all and be all like this should be fun for you Exactly. Uh, what else did did Tina say? Uh, she said, talk about other things. Force yourself to do other things that can give you happiness. Your energy cannot be just focused on one thing. Take care of yourself. Buy yourself new underwear for you, not anyone else. Feel great inside and out. I like that. Yeah, that goes along with just what you were saying about you know, do some stuff for you. Yeah. Um, she also said, then be out and about. Be open to meeting new people. Surround yourself with positive, strong people who push you up and remind you why you are great. Step away from negative people. I love that. I love that. Uh, great advice. Thank mm-hmm. you, Tina. 
Uh, and then last but not least, you've also interviewed our good friend Dawoon Kang, who's the co-founder of Coffee Meets Bagel, another another dating app out there. Uh, what did she have to say? Okay, she also had a few ideas. So first up, she said, remember that this is not a popularity contest. The goal is not to get as many likes as possible. It is to get the right likes. Make sure you are 100% clear on what it, that is for you. Who is an ideal partner for you? For me, it was finding someone who was willing to grow with me because that is when I feel the most fulfilled. Stop wasting time on people who don't have those elements. I love that. Yeah. Do you want to read the second bullet? Sure. Uh, have the courage to be yourself. You are interested in getting to know someone. Say it. You want his number? Ask for it. Stop playing the game of have to wait until he says something first or can't say I really like her. Someone who has the courage to be themselves is sexy because they are so rare these days. And don't look for someone who's going to make me happy. They don't exist. This is advice that I always say. I'm like, my life is already great. I was looking for somebody that added to my already awesome life. And I feel like that's the attitude you need to be having. You, Any of my friends that are like, I have like a lot of friends that will like randomly say things like, well, you know, you must be ha so happy because, you know, well, you're married. So like <laughs> your life is so great. It's like, no, bitch, my life was already <laughs> fucking great. And then I found someone that added to my already, already amazing life who like supported my already awesome life. And if you have that attitude, you're going to attract good people. You just, you need to like, and like Angela and I've talked about this so much. Like you finally found someone when you had found this like amazing passion in writing comedy. Yeah. You that's know? why this is probably like a great piece of advice to end on. Cause it's at the heart of everything that we've said. Yeah. All these things are just like ways to get you personally happy. Yeah, exactly. And that brings us to our reason of the week. Break down. If you are feeling fatigued by your dating life, we don't blame you. Sometimes it is hard. Honor those feelings. But after you've honored them, put them in perspective because there are some things even worse than dating app fatigue. It's true. We are going to go through our list of things that are sometimes so much worse than dating app fatigue in a game we call Fatigue Life. Yeah. Uh, all right. We're going to go back and forth with things that we think are even worse than dating app Fatigue. Other kinds of fatigue, yes. if you will. Subway fatigue. Oh, wait, I ruined it. Okay. <laughs> when you're on the subway and you think the car is empty, but then you find out why it's empty, it's because there's a big smelly person on the subway car and everybody has exited the car. And you're like, oh my God, I'm stuck in the subway car. Subway fatigue. fatigue. Definitely way worse than dating at fatigue. I was on the subway the other day with a man eating tuna fish with his fingers. That was... Subway fatigue to yeah. the max. Um, when you break a nail and then you go to like tuck your hair behind your ear, but you wind up scratching your cornea with your snaggle nail, that's called Manny fatigue. fatigue. Uh, you get into a cab and you realize that the cab driver wears natural deodorant <laughs> and you're stuck on the cab for 15 minutes. Cab fatigue. fatigue. When you think you've been at work all day and then you check the clock, but it's actually only been like an hour. That's called nine to five. Fatigue. Fatigue. You order seamless and they bring you your salad, but they forget your dressing. And you're like, what is even the point of eating this food? <laughs> Delivery. Fatigue. Fatigue. When you just want to kill time at work, but every time wasting form of social media has terrible news that gives you the nervous sweats. That's called tweet. Fatigue. Fatigue. 
You go shopping and the sales clerk asks every five seconds if you'd like to try on this hideous dress that she thinks would look so cute on you. Shopping fatigue. fatigue. You're trying to become a plant person, but you're never sure how much or how often to water your plants and wind up killing them all and feel like a plant abuser. Fern fatigue. fatigue. You go online shopping only to find out that you have to pay for the return yourself. Oh, what? Online shopping <laughs> fatigue. <laughs> I feel like you get that one a lot. Laura. <laughs> uh, when you decide to go home for the weekend because you miss your parents, but they spend the whole time watching the History Channel at full vo- volume and asking you how to pronounce ramen. Parental fatigue. fatigue. I feel like that's only for <laughs> Angela Spera. Uh, guys, there's so many things worse than dating at fatigue, but you know, honor those feelings, and we hope some of our advice helps you with your dating at fatigue. We hope we have cleared up this week's reason because that is it for this week's This Is Why You're Single podcast. Check out our book. It's available on Amazon, Barnes Noble, and our audio book is available on Audible. Yep. And you can also get hooked up with discounts from all of our sponsors. For a full list of our sponsors and the codes, check out our podcast page on thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. We're also on social, so follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Your Single Show. You can follow our personals. I am at Sparadactyl. And I'm at Laura Lane Red on Instagram. Yeah. And please like and subscribe on iTunes. And thank you so much for listening. Tune in next week for a whole new show. Bye. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 ba. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 ba. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>